And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck the truck? Head to death. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Because if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk. Because we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in, center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do, Mr. Rose? We get the people what they want. So Jalen Rose was not on the television program today. The traveler was traveling. But he texted the crew and he was like, I gotta jump on the pod. We always give you exclusive content for our podcast listeners, our first listeners, our most loyal fans. So we're gonna give exclusive Jalen Rose on the podcast. And the first thing I need to talk to you, Jalen, first thing I need to talk to you about, your man Jawan has not been announced as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines yet. What is happening? Bleacher Report said that he's expected to be announced. Is he gonna be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines? This is an audio pod, correct? Yep. That means the fans can't see me with the black pro club, the black and white puma, with the emblem on the left side of my chest, but more importantly, do-rag Jalen sitting in front of cameras, which may end up on social media somewhere. I I, I I said what I needed to say on this one already publicly. Which was nothing. Um, how these situations work is when you have a prominent candidate like Jawan Howard, who just so happens to be an alum <clears throat> and has the multiple ties that he has. You see people coming out like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade advocating for him. For those that haven't been paying attention, they both have athletic sons that are really good at basketball. Oh, you see what Penny Hardaway has done at Memphis. Big recruiting class this year. I would believe that he could have that level of an impact. Yeah. And again, this is my brother. Yeah. I love the maize and blue. So I'm not going to put any pressure or expectations on blank blanket statement comments about what I anticipate going to happen. Some people took shade in the fact that when I was talking about the player John Beeline ultimately ended up nurturing, and since those weren't McDonald's All-Americans, people automatically assume I don't appreciate, like, love the job John Beeline has done, how he helped resurrect our program, to the point where I get proud when I see Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Karis LeVert, Nick Stauskas, DJ Wilson, all of these guys playing in the league, they came from John Beeline's system. I am not a fool, okay? A terrific basketball coach. And if anybody can win a couple of games in Cleveland, I hope he can because I don't, I don't know what else they, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with that roster. But with that being said, during his tenure, 
You want to try to get the elite prospect. That's what this game is all about. You don't hear players growing up saying, I can't wait to play in the G League. Have you ever heard somebody say that? No. Okay. So you've never heard a, a college coach or a program say they don't want McDonald's All-Americans. Now, Coach K once ne- didn't necessarily embrace the one and dones, but I love how he flipped it. it was like, yeah, well, they really want to come to Duke. They, you know, they really want to come to Duke. So I, I just have no choice. <laughs> so I guess I'll take them. I guess I'll take them if I have to. And so when you see a team like Virginia win the championship, it was great to see. They got a first-round pick, a lottery pick on their team, potentially in this year's draft. You don't take any away thing away from their journey, and I'm happy to see them respond after getting bounced a year before as a 16 seed, the first one to lose the first game of the NCAA tournament as a one seed. But what was we talking about all season? What do you mean? Uh, what players were we talking about all year? Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. You left off the most. You left off the one that exploded a gym shoe. Yep. Oh, Zion Williams. Three sixty dunks in basketball games. Of course. The Zion. jumps off the left leg. The jumps off the right leg. The one that dunks with the left hand. The one that dunks with the right hand. Yep. The one that teams stopped trying for. And we had a Zion. big lottery where the Pelicans are going to select him number one. In high school, guess what game he participated in? The prestigious McDonald's High School All-American game. I'm not a statistician, but I once heard, and feel free to give me the correct information to anybody that hears this. I want to say 80% of the players that have played in McDonald's All-American games end up in the NBA. When you play in that game, it gives you a level of notoriety. This is why back in the day when players stayed in school a couple of years, you got to know them and love their personalities and what teams were trying to build. Growing up, John Thompson, his Georgetown teams. Tarkin, his UNLV team. Bill Frieder, his Michigan teams. Lou Henson, fighting the Lana. Iowa Hawkeyes. Shout to B.J. Armstrong and and Bill Jones. Those teams embodied those players. So by the time they got on campus, you knew who they were. They were the cream of the crop. They're the elite of the elite. For those that haven't been paying attention, the game about to change. Those guys are not going to be able to go to the league. Which means you just suppress the talent pool that's going to be in college. Mm-hmm. So if there's 24 people that are going to be in that game and 15 end up in the draft, it's going to be really important to see who can get those nine. Yeah. Because last time I checked, Duke just had three or four of them on one team. Kentucky have four or five on one team. Kansas get one or two. Arizona get one or two. Now Penny jump in there and go snatch about three or four of them. That, that's the game. And it's not only about wins and losses. Of course, everybody want to cut down the nets and win every conference championship. 
But you know what else programs want to do? Make money. And you know how to do that? Notable players. Yep. So that's what I was getting at when I talked about John Beeline. No shots, no shade. I know people on his coaching staff. I know people that were previously on his coaching staff. I stand by and totally embrace everything he did in Ann Arbor, and I'm forever grateful for his contributions. But if they're going to move on and hire a next coach, I already talked about who I felt that candidate should be. Stay tuned. I look forward to them announcing that Juwan Howard will be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team. And Jalen Rose, I want to talk to you about the game last night in the Eastern Conference Finals. After game two, I really thought that the Bucks might even sweep the Raptors. But now we have a 2-2 series. Do you give the Raptors a chance to win this series if it goes to a game seven? I give them a chance. I'm not making them the favorite. Shout to Kyle Lowry, who's gotten over his past playoff woes and continue to play well in particular in this series. Kawhi's a warrior, not only being productive on both ends of the floor, but I love seeing him fly through the paint and just bang on the Greek freak with his left hand. But it does trouble me that he seems to be hobbled. And for a player that had an issue with a mixed misdiagnosis as a member of the San Antonio Spurs with this knee that ultimately led to his departure and me going on first take saying that that relationship was not going to be repaired and him never playing for that team again. So I'm watching that dynamic and see how that plays out as the series progresses. That That's the biggest storyline for me heading forward in this series. I know that Milwaukee is going to play better at home. I know the Greek freak is going to break out, but the help of Kawhi Leonard is what has me concerned. I believe that the Bucks will win this series. Let's say they win in six or seven. If that happens, do you see Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto or going somewhere else? I hope he does. I really hope he does stay in Toronto. I don't believe that he will. Everybody knows my affection for Toronto, not only being a former Raptor, just being a, a Michigander that gets a, ch- a chance to spend a lot, gets a, gets a lot of chances to spend time there. But I, but I ultimately believe that uh, you live where you just bought a $15 million house. You live in that state, if you can. And so uh, I believe he ultimately is going to end up back in Los Angeles with the Clippers. But I hope Could I'm you wrong. see, there's, there are rumors that Kevin Durant, who everyone sort of assumes is going to the New York Knicks for some reason, there's rumors that Kevin Durant is also considering the Clippers. Could you see Kawhi and Kevin go to the Clippers? Potentially, everything's on the deck. Every, mm-hmm. every, everything's on the table. The league is going to reshuffle the deck. So we can talk about who has availability. We know the Clippers and the Nets have room for two max spots. We know the Lakers have room for one max spot. They also had a number four pick in young assets. We all know Kyrie Irving's going to be free and Clay's going to be free. Kimba's going to be free. Boogie's going to be free. It's going to be a frenzy. So it's it's hard to position where that those musical chairs might ultimately end up when the music stops. But for me, it, it, it just head-scratching that it's almost a foregone conclusion that Kevin Durant is leaving while he's the reigning back-to-back finals MVP 
was playing like the best player in the playoffs, averaging 34 points, and then all of a sudden he gets injured, and then there's a tsunami shift that leads him to now respond to IG comments about whether the team is better without him or whether they can win a championship without him, that now it seems like a foregone conclusion that a guy that we call the best player in basketball is leaving the best team in basketball. How about that? I would stay if I was Kevin Durant. I totally, I'm one of the few people that loved and respected his decision to go there. Like, you know what? I love that he went there. He wanted to be happy. He wanted to play good basketball. He wanted to play with those players. He wanted to be on the best team. I respect that. If I was him, I would not leave this opportunity. Why do you think that he hasn't gone on wax and said, I'm going to stay with the Warriors. I plan on staying with the Warriors the way that Kyrie did with the Celtics before the season started? Because what just happened in the Houston closeout game and with the Blazers being swept the way they were by the Golden State Warriors, it now officially summarizes what a lot of people already believed. That he showed up at the park and instead of picking teams with the team, with the other best player in the park, he lost his first game and then he joined them. And so people, even Bob Myers at their first championship parade alluded to the fact that KD kind of jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> we know about the blow up he's had with Draymond Green. We see how invested he is in trying to fight that narrative via social media, even going so far to create a burner account to do so. He's really hearing that chatter and being a great player. It seems like it still bothers him when he comes out after they win and say it didn't make him happy. It reminds me of how Kobe felt when he won a championship without Shaq, how Shaq felt when he won one without Kobe. As much as they appreciated those journeys, they still felt like they had something to prove to themselves, most important, and also to the public. So I think he wants to be acknowledged as the best player on a team and a game changer. That's what's going to cause for him to leave. Because that'll always be Steph Curry's team. Jalen. Rich Kleiman, Kevin Durant's business partner, said that it's 100% undecided where he's going to play next year. Do you think that those two have had conversations? They've at least whittled it down to a few teams, don't you think? Of course, but it has to be undecided because when you go somewhere, it ain't like you ain't trying to get nobody to come run with you. That's why this carousel really is unique. Because now the top players are winning championships, still unhappy and wanting to leave. This that, that has never taken place in the league. When the last time you seen a guy that won back to back Finals MVPs, automatically never. assume that he's going to leave a squad that just, just swept its way to the NBA Finals? It's never happened. I Without mean, the only him, person the only person that left after a three peat is a gentleman by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and he left to play a different sport. He didn't leave to play the same sport in a different team. So you watched the game last night. I know you did. And we've got Drake on the sidelines. And he's been hollering at Giannis Tentacumpo all the time. And a rep for Tentacumpo's agency, Octagon, said that Drake is disrespectful to Giannis. Do you think it's disrespectful? Has Drake taken it too far? Nah. They got to fall I, back. This playoff basketball. Yeah. Giannis, I don't, I, I, 
I've, I've seen documentaries on Giannis's journey about him sleeping in the gym and all of the things he's had to overcome and sacrifice to get to where he is. The last fan he's worried about is a celebrity one that probably is more famous than he is. He's not worried about that at all. They got to fall back saying. and just let him play basketball. It'll be okay. There's always going to be fans yelling at you. Just because he's famous doesn't make it any different. Good for Drake. I, you know I support Drake. You know I want to see Drake in the I'm NBA I'm glad finals. that Drake now, I'm glad that I'm hearing that he has an effect. Some of the all-time great fans around the league, let me name some. Like Leon the Barber in Detroit. What about my guy um, Clipper Darrell in Washington, D.C.? They used to wear the combat boots. Or the fans in Philly, they used to have the, the clear erase board to write stuff on after timeouts. Spike Lee in the garden. Jack and Denzel in L.A. Beyonce in Houston. This, 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 this is this, Drake is not just a fan. People got to stop saying that. He's actually an ambassador being paid by the team. He also has a signature club inside of the arena. What? He, he ain't just club? a fan. He got his own club there? Yes. What? Yes. I want to go. He designed you, a you uniform. Were on that night, did you go? It wasn't open yet. Oh, okay. I want to go to Drake's club. Jalen, I want to thank you for coming in on your day off. You've been traveling all over the country. You had an off day, and you said, you know what? I want to come in and speak on the podcast and give the people what they want. That is truly giving the people what they want, Jalen Rose. I appreciate it. Well, you will be here in studio tomorrow. Let's give the people what they want. Now, you've heard me say so many times that I don't like live music. Well, guess what? I wasn't always like that. Some of the greatest memories of my life are going to live shows, underground hip-hop shows, and those experiences that are memories that last a lifetime. And now that I've got kids, I'm trying to give my kids similar memories. We go to plays. We go to comedy shows. We go to events. We're looking to go to Monster Jam again on my son's birthday when they come to New Jersey, June 8th. So if I want to go to Monster Jam, I just open up the SeatGeek app. It's so easy. You open up the app, you type in the words Monster Jam, and it says, hey, they're coming to you, June 8th. So let me see what tickets are like. You open up, you see the arena, and they've got different colored dots. And then if you click on one dot, which is the section that you want to sit in, they will just show you all the other tickets that are available in that section as well. Some of them have orange dots or red dots next to them. Guess what? Those aren't the ones you want. Those aren't good deals. But the ones with the green dots or the dark blue dots, those are the ones you want. They can have a, a deal rating next to every single ticket. Because what they do is there's so many places you can buy a ticket. What SeatGeek does is goes out to all of those places and brings all of those tickets to you in one place. And the best thing about SeatGeek, you know when you buy a ticket there that you're getting a guaranteed seat. Nothing shady, nothing weird. You're just going to buy the ticket and you'll be sitting there at Monster Jam. With your son, both of you wearing headphones because, man, Monster Jam is loud. So, here's what you do. You get the SeatGeek app on your phone. It's the fastest and easiest way to get tickets. And 
When you go to buy those Monster Jam tickets, or if you're going to something that's not Monster Jam, they've got everything. Comedy, music, Broadway, plays, all types of events, festivals. It's all right there on SeatGeek. And you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's right. All you need to do is use the promo code Jacoby. Download the SeatGeek app today and use the promo code Jacoby. Get $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code Jacoby for $10 off your first purchase with the SeatGeek app. I'll see you at Monster Chair. Richard Jefferson and Richard Jefferson's jacket are here in studio. Yes, we are. Ready to break down the Bucks and Raptors game from last night. After game two of this series, I really thought this one was over. I thought the Bucks were going to easily take it all, but then they went to Toronto, and now the series is even at 2-2. The Raptors got a contribution from everyone. It wasn't just Kawhi Leonard. They had 25 points from Kyle Lowry, 17 points from Marcus Saul, Norman Powell, 18 points, Serge Ibaka, 17 points, and 13 rebounds. Even Van Vliet showed up with 13 points. Can the Raptors go to Milwaukee? And win a game. Yeah, if they get contributions like this. So I picked Milwaukee to win because I said this. I like, if you take away the two best players, I like the supporting cast of the Milwaukee Bucks better. Mm. On top of it, they also play well off of Giannis, right? So when Giannis plays well, they play well. They, yep. Giannis adds to what they're doing. Love Kawhi, dominant player. He doesn't really contribute to the success of the other guys. He's Good not point. out there dishing nine assists, ten assists. That's not what he does. He's a, he's a traditional two guard. I score, I defend, and I do it at a very very high level. So if they get contributions like this from everyone or mold, you don't even need all of those guys. You just need like two or three of those six guys to show up. Then they can get a win. If not, then Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee's going to play better. Giannis is going to play better. Then they're going to be the team that I think moves on. So the Raptors have won a couple series just based on Kawhi's performance. And last night it really wasn't like that, as I mentioned. But one of the things that is concerning for the Raptors moving forward is this play from Kawhi Leonard. You saw in game three, he was a little hobbled. And then here on this dunk, great dunk and finish over Giannis. But he is noticeably, I mean, that... He, he walks like me at, like, after a rec league game. Like, he is noticeably, like, sort of strained or sore. He keeps downplaying this injury. But how bad do you think this is for Kawhi? Well, okay, so there's a lot of layers to this. So let's go back mm-hmm. to last year. San Antonio, when he was trying to come back, they're saying, hey, there's going to be some discomfort. Yep. You're going to have to play through some pain. You're going to be fine, but understand. And his camp was like, no, he's he on pace for a $200 million contract. He's not going to play until he's mm-hmm. 100% fine. That was some of the tension. And then his camp shut him down. He went to New York because they didn't trust doctors in San Antonio. They didn't know what was going on. Here we are. Fast forward. Oh, you think this is related? Here we are. Fast forward. Right, fast forward. And he didn't play in any back-to-backs. He was one of the most rested superstars in the NBA. And here he is pushing his body to the limit, and you start to see some discomfort. You start to see it could be scar tissue breaking up. It could be just some, some you know, whatever discomfort. But it is kind of weird if you look at the whole story, and now he's doing this and pushing himself to that limit, and now there's this there's discomfort. And so in my brain, I'm like, oh, it's not that big of an idea. This is the discomfort that people have been saying he's going to have to play through. It's just now rearing his head because he's pushing his body to that limit so here's a question for you if you think this is related and they're not you know they don't get two this is gonna be a seven game series if the raptors are going to win i believe does that mean if a potential finals run he would still be hobbled 
You, well, you, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not his doctor, but th- these are certain things. Now, when you watch him when he does it, it's on the explosion, mm. right? On when he explodes. It's always dunks. It's, yeah. yeah, because it's not it's not like running. He has pain. And again, I, I can't speak for him, but he doesn't look hobbled when he's running. He looks hobbled when he explodes, dunks, and then tries to run. He's like, oh, that doesn't really move the way it's supposed to. So if he feels, and we've seen his camp and himself shut him down, yep. right? So, you know, it's one of those things. Either you play through this or they go home. There is no, there yeah, is no not winning without this Kawhi is not, this yeah. is not KD and the Golden State Warriors. Like, Hey, you get rest or Andre Iguodala. You take a couple days off. Make sure you're a hundred percent. If Kawhi is like, my knee is bothering me. I can't go. They go home. So, you know, he's in that position right now and he feels like he can play through it. So he's going to play through it. So you mentioned that you like the role players on the Bucks better than the role players in the Raptors. But last night, Giannis played pretty well. Yeah. Middleton played pretty well. That was kind of it. Only Miritich was in double figures with 11 points. There's this thing, especially in this series, that exemplifies it. Role players play better at home. Yeah. Why is that so evident, especially in this series? Well, I think with role players and being a role player, one, you get a better routine at you home. You didn't start out as a role player. No, no, no. I, no, that's fair. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I can now speak on it, what it was like playing in the finals as a starter, what it was like playing in the finals as a ninth man and as a tenth man and having to make an impact. What happens for you is, one, when you're a starter, you get 30 minutes. I can miss my first five shots. I'm going to keep playing. Yep. Like, that's just it. As a bench guy, you get a little, you get a lot less opportunity. You got a lot less mm. window, a lot less, uh, chance. And so when the crowd, you know, goes crazy when you make a shot, you feed off that. When you feel like the crowd is against you and all these other things and you miss your first two shots, you start thinking, man, I might come out of the game. Like, there's just a lot more, I think, for, uh, for bench players and reserves on the road for them to deal with, right? Because it is a hostile environment. Road wins are very, very tough. And so, you know, a coach might go with his stars. You've seen it in Golden State. You know, with, uh, on the road, he's going to go with his Hamptons five. He's yep. going to go with that home five. everybody and, plays. Every, yeah, yeah, home everybody <laughs> plays. And that's just part of it. You get a rhythm, especially for young players. Young players typically play better at home than they do on the road. It's just the environment, the consistency of that environment. You've shot in that arena a thousand times versus shooting in that arena five times in the last year. So there's just a familiarity. So explain to me this. Eric Bledsoe, he is, he's not an all-star. Nope. You know what I mean? He's not lighting up Caliber. the league, nope. but he is a good player yeah. and he's a starting player for the Bucks, but he has just not performed well in this series. What is that? Well, I think for for Bledsoe, it's you know growth. This is all their first time being in this position, right? We've looked at Kyle Lowry; he's been the topic of conversations mm-hmm. in many postseasons. Postseason success is not guaranteed uh, for anyone. And there's no. one thing here: you look at it. you got Malcolm Brogdon that just came back, so there's a few less minutes. There's a different rotation. You got George Hill, who's very familiar with Coach Budenholzer because he's with them in San Antonio, who's given them really, really good minutes. Play great, yeah. So there's not as much you know focus on Bledsoe. Like we're gonna play you 35 and you're just going to go and ride. No, he's got to be you know, he's got a little bit less I don't want to say of a window, but he's not. there's not as much stress for him to play great, but he needs to play great. He is one of the people, very similar to what Kyle Lowry does, he can force that pace right, because he is like, even for NBA players, he's fast, right? Giannis can get going. Malcolm Brogdon can push a pace, George Hill can push a pace, but but Bledsoe, that's who who he is. He's a speedster, and so I think he's going to be alright. He 
just has to, it's a, now it's a confidence thing. It's a mental thing. Like we want to see you struggle and then come back and play a confident game. I'm waiting for the comeback confident part to happen. Hopefully it will when they get back to Milwaukee because we've talked about how this, the home team and the home environment helps your role players and helps your team. And you see in this series exemplifies it, but there's something about the Raptors. They have an X factor. Drake. (laughs) <laughs> so Drake has been all over this series, but watch this. He's massaging the head coach of the whole team. Uh, I, I, I mean, if you're Nick Nurse, isn't there a party that's like, Drake, that's enough. Nick Nurse didn't skip a beat. I, I, yeah. You know what? It's a I, part look, of me that like, I, Drake. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I was a little iffy when they when they fired their coach after winning coach of the coach year. Of course, Drake right, Casey. You know, I, I was a little bit iffy, but like Nick Nurse, he hasn't let me down. His, his interactions, his, his just, his mannerisms. He looks like he's having the goatee. Fun. Yeah. He looks like he's intense, but he's laughing when something happens. He shows genuine emotion. None of these things have anything to do with a, as being a coach, but it looks like he's the type of guy that you would want to play for. Not saying Dwayne Casey isn't, but at least they were able to trade one guy for another guy that's a good coach. If you're on the Raptors yeah. and you're about to check into the game and Drake comes over and gives you a little shoulder rub, is that positive or your little party that's like, Drake, uh, no, look, look, someone said, like, Drake, uh, Jason Williams, and I, and I hate him, and so to give him any type of credit is <laughs> yeah, always yeah. a struggle. We'll edit this out, don't worry. Yeah, okay, good. He said, he's like, look, he's the Spike Lee. He's the Spike Lee of this generation, and Spike is a legend. Jack Nicholas is, is is a, is a, is a legend. So if, if Drake's doing that, or if Spike Lee were to come in and do that to a coach, like, in that moment, like, it's, he's a part of the family. It's also it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And yeah. I've, I've met Drake, just shook his hand, like, for like a millisecond. Yeah. Super nice guy. He's got that Magic Johnson thing where he makes you feel great about yourself. Yes, he yeah. looks you right in the eyes. It's so nice to meet so you. Nice to you meet know you. he doesn't mean he's, it. That's the Canadian. But it feels him. like that's, he that's means the, it. That's yeah, the Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And so, so nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 You having a good time here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that if it was someone else, maybe it would have been a problem, and Nick Nurse would have been cool with it. But yeah. since it's Drake, it's like that's and, fine. and the last thing I'll say about it is that look, he's a part of the family. He's done so much for that community. Mm-hmm. He's done so much for that team. He is a recruiter. He is super supportive. If that's just a random fan, that just, if it's Meek Mill that's kind of the in and out. <laughs> no, Drake is a part of the Toronto Raptors as much as Spike Lee is and Jack is in L.A. Whenever I'm watching a Raptors game, the first thing I do is look at his seat. Like, is Drake there? So yeah, the first yeah. thing I check for oh, is yeah. the jump ball. Uh, yeah. Now it is time for What's Your Number? Okay. Okay, now you know how this game works. There's a number. Every, there's a number for everything, yeah. and it's hard to play this with you guys because you're so rich <laughs> that your numbers tend to be much higher it, than it mine. I, I'll try and take myself to like high school. Okay, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. So regular Richard Jefferson before you became a multimillionaire rich person at the Victoria Albert Museum. Okay, they have cheese on display. Okay, why do they have cheese on display at this museum? Because it's not just normal cheese. They take bacteria from celebrities' belly buttons and armpits, and then use that bacteria to cultivate the cheese. Richard Jefferson, what is your number to eat cheese that was cultivated from bacteria from my belly button? I'm talking about like a, like a like an ounce of cheese, like a like a, a, a yeah, yeah, serving a of cheese. It's gonna yeah, be, a you're chunk. gonna have to it's chew not a bite. it. You like can't three swat. bites. You can't yeah. just like no. It's not a pill. Uh, I would have. Ooh, let, so let, so one dollar less is a no. But this is a yes. Five million dollars. So for four point five million dollars, you would not eat cheese that was cultivated from my belly button. 
Yeah, I probably. You would say no. I, I would probably. I just feel like you know the heat and like every everybody's like gonna be talking about five million dollars. Like, see, I'm that's good. what it is. It's not just the actual eating of the cheese. It's for the rest of your life. Every time you looked me in the eye or any yeah, argument that we ever got, and I could just look at you and be like, "What are you talking about? You ate my you belly, ate button belly cheese. cheese. Yeah, you, you ate, ate my belly, belly button." Well, cheese. look, and the other thing about it is, it, it's like, look, we're talking about free agents nonstop. A lot of their decision, I won't say a lot. Some of the things that might go into their decision is how this might be perceived, mm. right, by the media. Mm. Yeah. Kevin yeah, yeah, Durant, yeah. Braun with the decision. How is this going to be perceived? <laughs> yes. if, if they're like, this money. That's affect your legacy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's already rich and he's eating cheese for an hour. It would be million. part of your like, bio. Like, like, Richard Jefferson, yeah. like University yeah, of Arizona like, standout, dude, NBA veteran, ate Jacoby's yeah, belly cheese yeah, once. It's like, look, I, I Googled his house. He lives in a $7 million house. <laughs> that doesn't even pay for his, that doesn't even pay his house off. Like, what, why is he eating this cheese? That's just greed. That just, look, $5 million. I don't care what you say. Seven million dollar house, RJ. No, I good don't. For live, I don't live good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I'm coming over. I'm bringing the whole family, is, and we're staying a, for three weeks. It's a townhouse. It's a townhouse. My man, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, okay, has a report. Tell he me says the report, Chris. that the Trailblazers are expected to sign Damian Lillard to an extension, four years, one hundred ninety-one million dollars. Dame Lillard was great against the Thunder. You know how much you know how much you'd have to pay him to eat some belly cheese. <laughs> it would be a lot after he signs this deal. It would be a lot. It would be a lot. So here's my question for you: Does he deserve a four-year, are you one hundred ninety-one million dollar deal? He deserves more. Why do you say that? He deserves more because the the, the last two years they have been the three seed consistently, mm-hmm. right? They did this. They did this without Yusuf Nurkic this past season. Yes. And they went to the conference final. The Warriors are an all time great team. I'm not going to fault all of the losses. Like they are an all time great. Like we're talking about Jordan Bulls, Magic Lakers, like Larry Bird Celtics. They are in that same vein. Lots of people don't have championships because of those guys in the past. So I'm not going to criticize him. He's still in the prime of his career. The Warriors break up. Something happens. If they consistently put out like high-level basketball, and I love C.J. McCollum also, I, I think they could have a chance to get to a final. So there's a thing about sort of like uh, Beal and Wall and C.J. and Dame where it's like every time they lose in the don't, playoffs, don't, oh, we have to break them up. Don't, you know, don't, so you're, uh-uh. so you're, as it, if, if the Trailblazers call you up, owner calls you up and say, R.J., should we keep this backcourt yes. for the foreseeable future? You say yes. Yes. So then what do they need to change around them? Well, I, I think they need one more playmaker, right? Like they mm-hmm. thought that Evan Turner was going to be uh, kind of like an Andre Iguodala where he can play off the ball, distribute to guys. He's not that it's guy not for them. Does, yeah. not, and, and they did, they made a mistake where they paid a lot of free agents, right? They paid Alan Crabb. They played Evan Turner. They, uh, uh, they played Myers Leonard who did play they well. Went on a little shopping spree they went on a shop real because, <laughs> they, because they got to the second round and they had all of these young players. So they're like, we want to keep our core together and we have this money. Let's do this. And so they, I think they made a mistake. So I think now that some of these contracts are coming down and they could go get a, 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 another town to play, they need one more player. It doesn't have to be an all-star, yeah. but it could be someone on a Tobias Harris level. It could be somebody like that that can play basketball, that can do a lot of different things, that can complement those two guys, right? I, I think that's where they are. I think Yusuf Nurkic is a great player. I think Ennis Cantor, they have a lot there. Yeah. Zach Collins, very good. They have a ton of pieces. We can't fault them and say that. I think Dame is worth more than that. Dame is that good and that specially as one of the most iconic shots and game winners in the history of the NBA. I would even say it's maybe in the history of sports, a walk-off play. Not many people have seen anything mm-hmm. like that before. He's done it twice. He's done it multiple Ask times. Chandler Parsons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sorry, CP. But, but that's Shout the thing. Out. 
he deserves more money. And the fact that he's willing to stay in, you know, Portland and in a small market, and that's what's most he important. He wants to him. stay with the team that drafted him. As he so should. the question is, does Anthony Davis want to stay with the team that drafted him? Ooh. Let's listen to new Pelicans GM David Griffin discuss just that. Probably sit together uh, in Los Angeles at some point um, on, around uh, the draft workouts that take place there. Um, I don't want to get into specific dates or times or any of those things, but. Uh, we'll definitely visit, and uh, I, I think that's the next step. Really, it's, it's to look each other in the eye and, and talk about what's important to us. And we we're very optimistic uh, from previous conversations with Rich Paul, his agent, um, and with all of the people here. Mr. Jefferson, yes, sir. You know David Griffin, yes, I do. So here's my question: Take me behind the curtain. I never played in the NBA, never worked in the NBA. Why is it so hard for him to get a date and a time and a place for a meeting with the star of the team that he's the general manager of? Well, because he doesn't want to, and stars don't have to. We're talking about OTAs and guys not showing up to, like, OTAs in football. But like, if, if he sees David Griffin's number in his phone, Anthony Davis won't pick up and talk to him? He might not have no. to, and his, and he might be in that mode, his camp. I don't want to blame things on Rich Paul, but they might be like, look, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. We'll talk to him. Right. Mm. If they want to set up one meeting, we'll do it out of common courtesy. So hopefully you can have some input because that's one of it. You want some input, maybe a little bit in where you go. Right. And because he could always say, hey, I'm not going to resign there. He could cause some problems, even if they were to trade him to Chicago sure. or Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be like, I'm not going to resign. resign. So, so why I give up the assets? Exactly. So you want to be able to have an open dialogue and open relationship with them. So but it could be he could just say it's being done through his agent. Like, hey, look, I've said what I've said. I'm not changing. If you want to discuss things, discuss with his agent. Now, if he discusses with Rich Paul, which he has a good relationship with, with mm-hmm. Rich Paul, whether it was Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, LeBron, he's got a relationship. Made a lot of Rich Paul's clients. A lot of Rich Paul clients. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And so if he's got a relationship with them, then it becomes more about, hey, look, this is our thing. I, I think that Griff could. I People don't believe that. They think his value will be at its highest around the draft. I don't think so. I think I think his value, because he's a top five player and he's 25 years old, there's going to be a bidding war whenever that whenever sure. he's up on that. Do you think the, he'll wear the Pelicans uniform in a regular season basketball game this year? I think with Griffin being there, I think that there's Griff being there, there's a better chance. Because if you're like, hey, look, if Zion, we draft Zion, then we put you out there. And Zion is a 20-point-a-game scorer, an 18-point-a-game scorer, and you're doing what you're doing. And you can look around and be like, hey, you can be with this guy for the next 10, 12 years, right? Because he's going to have his rookie deal then he's going to sign an extension mm-hmm. before he really gets the open opportunity to go away that's really special that's a team that people might want to go play with right you saw Blake Griffin what he did and Chris Paul was like I can't go to the Lakers well I'll go play with those guys and with the Clippers you've seen that happen that being said if he doesn't like the city of New Orleans, if he is over it, if he wants to move and there is nothing that if they brought in LeBron James and KD to New Orleans and he was like, I don't want to be here. That's another story that I think only him, his agent and his family know. Well, I'm really rooting for him to end up on the Lakers. I want that to happen. There's, I want to see that happen. I think you're going to have to wait for him to be a free agent. I There is, uh, again, Gail, Gail Benson, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe is on her name. There's, there, there's rumors saying that like she under no circumstances not is not having it. And they didn't like oh. the way that his team and the Lakers and this whole thing went about. So she's not having it. Now, she was like, well, I never said that, which is the best thing that you can say when you don't want to devalue of course. your asset. Of course. You don't want to devalue your asset. And Griffin is saying, no, we want him to stay here because you don't want to devalue, devalue your, your asset. asset. Nope. The Warriors 
are going to get a lot of rest. They have a 10-day break where they're just sitting back, getting together, watching the Eastern Conference Finals. As they watch the Eastern Conference Finals, what's their rooting interest? What do you think they want to happen? They want a Game 7. They Mm -hmm. want everybody to be banged up just like they are. That's what they're rooting for. And they're, and look, they're gonna, they're getting that. You see Kawhi hobbled every game that you get, you get another potential for injury. So it's just like, they want them, they want teams to be banged up. Do you think they would rather play the Raptors or the Bucks? I really believe that. I, I think that the Raptors, I think would be a little bit easier for them than Probably. the Bucks. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think the Bucks are the best team in the Eastern Conference. And, Who and, covers Giannis on the Warriors? Well, I, you know, you Draymond, Agu, uh, Andre Iguodala, like they got a lot of bodies. Make no mistake, they got guys that can defend. Like those two guys are, are some of the best defenders in this league and have been for the last, you know, however many years. And so they got enough bodies for Giannis. They're not worried about dunks. Those guys played against LeBron multiple times in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is a much easier <laughs> take. I don't care what anybody says and all the dunks and all the Euro steps and the length and the seven foot. At the end of the day, Braun is a much bigger problem going downhill than Giannis is, and he can shoot, and he's creating at a next level. Yeah. Not to disrespect Giannis, Giannis is going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to win the MVP. But yeah. if you're having to compare the issue, and they did it, you know, LeBron would go for 40, he's done 50, he's done this, but they also cause problems for Braun, and I've seen it first hand so there's all this time off and we're not talking about what the Warriors have done on the floor and how they've played without KD there's all this focus of the old Warriors coming back and Steph and Draymond resurgence and KD's just kind of sitting back and commenting on social media here and there and there's so much anticipation about his free agency what's he going to do this summer everyone's asking him not only him they're also asking his business partner manager and friend Rich Kleinman who spoke with Wall Street Journal let's listen to what Rich had to say what you're saying is that this has not been decided there's no hidden no. handshake agreement no with the New York Knicks no no nothing like that no okay. all right okay. that is 100 percent undecided and um and I'm waiting on Kevin, you know, that's, that's the truth. I think there's a feeling that this thing is like war games and everybody's kind of like playing uh, a role. Yeah. Playing chess like years out. But now I think in some <laughs> ways it's like more soap opera at times than basketball, but, um, he really doesn't know. And I really yeah. don't know. He really doesn't know. And I really don't know. It's a hundred percent undecided. Do you believe it? I, I think they are undecided, mm-hmm. but they know. There's only three, four. He's not going to the Magic. No, he ain't yeah. going to the Magic. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not on Boston's radar, right? Like that. There, it, look, I, I think th- this is what he's supposed to do. This is what sure. this is what he's supposed to do. I think you know, Rich Paul said the same thing about what LeBron was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Although there was a ton of whispers about LeBron going to LA, there was a ton of whispers about LeBron going to LA. And where did LeBron James go? Los Angeles. So all the whispers about Kevin Durant are to the Knicks. There's also reports that the Clippers are another team that's in play. Do you think that he will go to one of those two teams if he leaves the Warriors? Uh, I, I think the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, I think the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, I think you could get all of the attention and love that you can in the Knicks, but you're going to a stable franchise. Mm. And if looking at LeBron has taught him anything, is that if you go to an unstable franchise and you add the weight of your talent and star power, it could it could burst that plastic bag that everything's mm. being held in. So if you go to Brooklyn and let's say you go with somebody else, you are in New York. You're in a brand new state of the art arena, state of the art practice facility. All of that stuff, he would have that opportunity. Now, the Knicks, the Garden, they have their own allure. But if you're focused on basketball and you're focused on winning, the Knicks 
aren't the best place for you to go because they haven't won there in 40 years. So, like, don't tell me that you're only focused on winning, but then you go to the Knicks. Clippers, on the other hand, yes, they don't have that history, but they're a stable franchise. You got mm-hmm. Jerry West, you got Balmer, you Doc. got Doc Rivers, you got some young core, and it's L.A. So like free agency, and like you could go there again with a Kawhi, a Kyrie, with somebody else. So I think those franchises are are huge, right? When you're talking about the opportunity, I think the Clippers and and the Nets are a much better franchise than the Knicks. The only thing that the Knicks has. Is the, the uniform? It's like the it's, uniform and the legacy. The, That's so why everybody tired says the Knicks. I'm, like I wish I could cuss right now, but I'm so tired <laughs> of that. I'm so tired of it. Everything in this planet is earned, right? Everything in this planet is earned. Don't tell me, oh, the Knicks. Who wouldn't want to play in the Garden? No one has. No one has. In in look, you got you you got uh, Amari Stoudemire, right? You got mm-hmm. you got Carmelo Anthony, right? You've had so much disarray. I understand Knicks fans, but you shouldn't be directing it at people like me that are saying that it's not a great place. No, you guys not have not won a championship since the seventies. Neither of the Nets, but it's like if I have to go between two teams that haven't won championships and one is stable and one is not, and they're three miles from each other, and one's in a brand new building, but it's the Garden. Yeah, he can play in the Garden twice a year. We used to go play in the Garden. And destroy the Knicks and laugh at them and then go party in the city all night. That's what we used to do. <laughs> that was our favorite thing. So I'm so like, look, I think there's a good chance that he could go with the Knicks. I think there's a good chance that he could go with a lot of places. But part of the issue is the Knicks. How about focusing on player development? How about focusing on making the players around you better? How about building up your franchise like the Nets have done with no draft picks? How about doing it like like Portland has? How about doing it that way versus constantly talking about we want free agents? That's asinine. That's not the proper way to build a franchise. Well, the, the Warriors have done a little bit of both. I mean, they they yes. built up some players that they drafted and developed, and they also brought in some free agents that helped. Draymond that's Green kind of, that's is a second nice, round pick. It's a people. really nice mix there, but. Take a look at just the Warriors' contract status. We're looking at a dynasty right now, but every dynasty ends. And if you see who they have committed in the future, now look at this. Could this be? Are we watching the end of the Warriors' dynasty based on the numbers that are right in front of you? No, why would we be watching this? Because I think Andre Iguodala, they'll probably bring him back. Uh, it'll be a, a substantial, probably substantially less number. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. The dude has made, you know, $180 million in his career, right? So he, let, let, let's say he takes a cut. Draymond, I don't, you know, Draymond's playing. Is he playing getting a max? Great. Is he, he getting a max? Let's again, not forget Draymond this regular season. But I, I also, look, people might pay Draymond just to break up the Warriors, but mm. I don't know if Draymond is a max player. He's a max player-ish for the Warriors because he is that great and that special. But, like, like, I, I, look, if you go to Draymond and be like, yo, we need to keep these people. The one thing is that repeater tax. That repeater tax can cause some problems. But yes. understand, look at what the Bulls went through. They've never gone back there to the NBA Finals no. since Michael Jordan left. If this is your roster and this is what you have been blessed to, to be with, I'm not saying that you got to spend $200 million and send that in tax money. But you need to string this along for as long as you but can. Just, just follow me down this path. Katie leaves. Just imagine Katie leaves. Okay. He could stay. He leaves. You give Clay a, a max deal. Max. He's worth it. Give him the max. All of it. And then Draymond comes up and he wants a max deal. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, are we now we don't have KD. Now we don't have Draymond. We've got Iggy, who's 
Now, you know, yeah, we're talking yeah, two yeah. years from now, he's at the end of his career. Like, yeah. this could be the end of the Warriors dynasty right here, this NBA Finals. Well, and I don't think it'll be the end of the dynasty because I think that they're just too good. They're too well coached. You see guys that are, contr- like, contributing off their bench. Like, there's, they've had guys like Ian Clark, and they, they've had too many guys, like, contribute off their bench that not many people are familiar with because they do things like a proper organization. We have great guys at the top. We bring in young guys. We develop them. Jonas Jarebko. Well, you have a lot of guys that get contributions that don't make any money. I think Draymond, if he wants to be a part of this, they go to him and say, look, we need a pay cut or else we're going to pay $30 million in tax and then all of this thing might fall down. Steph and Clay, we're stuck. Do you think Draymond takes a pay cut? I think I think Draymond doesn't. I don't. I I don't think that Draymond and I. And he's the defensive player of the year. He's a multi-time All Star. I think Draymond knows that his success is tied to them, and their yes. success is tied I to him. I think Draymond's not Draymond on a different team. Yes, like you it, can't build a, a roster around Draymond Green. He exactly. fits in nicely. So if you're like Draymond, we're not going to disrespect you, but like this is what we can offer you, and this allows us to not only bring in more people, but this allows us to keep the team together for five years. Mm. Right? If you do this and all of a sudden something we might only be able to keep this team together for three years right that's the idea smile bright's not calling if you're on the orlando magic train facts richard jefferson and his beautiful jacket are no longer gonna be with us <laughs> returning to the studio marcus Spears is Mac. back what's up big dog good to see you man it's hey, always nice too, to have you. i always feel Booboo, when you got a sweater like that's dope on, and I got a suit well, jacket, you got, it makes you got me look other square. more important shows to be on. It makes me look square, though. You ain't square. I got to start bringing the outfit. No matter what you're wearing, we know you're not square. Yeah. Let's do it. It's time for Keep It Moving. <laughs> now, you know how this works. Not everything is worth discussing. So if you want to talk about it, say hit the brakes. If you don't, we, you, and Method Man, keep it moving. Are you ready? Let's do it. I have good news for Tom Brady. Keep it moving or hit the brakes? Let's keep it moving because it's always good news okay. about Tom Brady. <laughs> keep moving. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. The Donkin Sue has a new team. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Let's hit the brakes. Donkin Sue has signed a one-year deal with the Buccaneers. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about. You played a similar position, and he's getting a little later in his career. It's a one-year deal. Yep. Is it going to be one-year deals from here on out for Donkin Sue? Most likely. Look, you, you're old at 30 in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? But his his production, where he was drafted, the things he's done, everybody is looking for four to five weeks where he can recreate the old Indomitian yep, suit yep. and then just be a, a, a really good player on a defensive line when he can be for the rest of the week. So, look, the one-year deal, I don't take much issue with it. If I was Indomitian suit, he played for $14 million last year. Yeah. One year. So I keep taking one-year deals. That way, when he hits the market again in free agency, he can de- decide whether he wants to retire or go back to that team. Team without having to give any money back. Was your last deal a one-year deal? Yeah, two years. But two years. But yeah, yeah it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I have news that involves the Buffalo Bills that has nothing to do with breaking folding tables. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. I really never care about news with the Buffalo Bills. Keep it moving. We're gonna keep moving. Then. <laughs> we keep it moving. We keep it moving. Right. I have good news for Eagles fans. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes, man. You played in the <sighs> NFC East a long time, and you played in Philly. Carson Wentz. Has no limitations. He's at the OTAs and he's practicing with no limitations. What does that mean for the Eagles? That's the best news that has come out of Philly since they won the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, the basketball team was 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 pretty good, but we expected more. Let's be honest, Cole. 
Carson Wentz being back, especially when you let Nick Foles go, who finished that season off mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl and had you in the playoffs the following year, uh, is a big deal because they've bet the house on Carson Wentz. They did. You let go of the best backup in the NFL based on what we watched for the last two years to put all your chips in his basket. So Carson Wentz got to show up. So no limitations means he can prepare for a season. Don't have to worry about stalling or the doctors letting you know when he's ready. He could be there for all activities leading up to the season. Great news for Philly. Do you remember the Carson Wentz, that old Carson Wentz before he got hurt when he was just Balling. tearing up the league? Balling. He Are was we going to see that Carson Wentz again? I think we will. Look, first of all, Doug Peterson's a great coach. Yep. All right. Number two is they have a really good offensive line and Carson Wentz is more than just a standstill type of guy in the pocket so he'll be able to create something now as he ages he needs to become smarter about still, how he sacrifices his body still younger now. but he's still young but the injuries that he sustained have been injuries from hits that's true so when you can stand in the pocket Carson stand in the pocket and deliver the football because he can throw it as well as anybody as well don't disrespect my man Jacoby Brissett by saying Nick Foles is the best backup quarterback. Well, Jacoby I mean, Brissett is a Jacoby brother. He is the what? best quarterback in the NFL. He would likely be MVP this year. He won a Super Bowl? Mark my words right now. Has he's he going to win the Super Bowl this year. Has he been and Super he's Bowl going MVP? to be the MVP of okay. the NFL well, until this that happens, season. Cole, don't tell me that foolishness. All right. His name's Jacoby. Because the other one already did it. A player is taking shots at his former team. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Oh, hit the brakes. I know you would do that. <laughs> Landon Collins had this to say about his former team. He said, quote, I think we were too vocal, and that platform was bigger than the Giants, you know? Our words stood out more, and if it's not good media, they don't want that kind of media. He's saying that they're shipping out all of their best players because of a culture change, and they didn't like the way it looked in the media. Yeah. Well, look, if that's their plan, it is what it is. The only thing that makes makes you raise an eyebrow is these were your best players. These are, yeah, it was <laughs> like, these aren't just players. These are these are like franchise type guys. Landon Collins got eighty million. You gave Odell Beckham a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Olivier Vernon, even though he was hurt last year, yep. was one of the top pass rushers in the NFL. And Big Snacks Harris was the best run stopper in the NFL. All of these dudes gone. So now you got Eli, Saquon Barkley, Zeigler, and Daniel Jones. Mm. That's the core of your that's, football that's a, team. You got a new culture, though. You, you, got, got, a new you culture. got a new culture. You got a new culture. Right? Which is, pro- is, is probably damn well going to be losing. <laughs> oh, it's a losing culture. But it's culture. fine. It's a losing because culture. Because it's a culture. Yeah, it's a good yeah. culture. We'll look good for the yeah. media. One thing, you, one thing you never hear of is good teams that win. Talk about culture. No, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't. <laughs> I have something in common with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. And I please don't let it be that he don't shower after basketball. No, no that's not. I showered this morning. <laughs> okay. I had a game last night. Awesome. I'm thinking of you. Awesome. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a little shared a little story to Dan Patrick about parenting. Let's listen to Junior. Mm. Like the other day we were hanging out and she's eating rocks and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm googling on my phone. <laughs> like I don't I know that this ain't good. Uh, we need to wait, s- wait, wait. You had to look up. Well, if I'm like, eating rocks bad no, for you. I, no, I'm googling like, what's the protocol here? Do I need to really be <laughs> really uh, aggressive? Just trying to figure out whether I need to be super concerned. Marcus, my son Quincy used to eat rocks. I remember we were at a birthday party. All the kids were his exact age, and he's the only kid sitting there eating rocks. What? Have you've got three kids as well? Have any of your children ever eaten rocks? No, what? never. What are we talking about? Is Cole? eating like, rocks that rare? What? 
Yes! What do you what do you mean? Well, me and Dale Jr., you know, we have special children. Well, they're special uh, okay. talented here's, children. Here's the deal. I don't know if it's rare or not. I've never had kids that ate rocks, never been around kids that ate rocks. None of my little cousins, none of my cousins' children, none of my my sister's <laughs> child, my other my grandparents' children. The history of the Spearses and the Montgomerys have never eaten, eaten rocks. rocks. So I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. Eat and rocks. Good for the if they eating rocks. Hell yeah, you need to overreact. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah that's, here's the, I wouldn't be Googling it. When my son eats rocks, I take the rocks out of his mouth. That, or, that's, the, that's what I do. Or the alternative is they choke to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need, we don't need that. that. Rocks, okay. not, good for, not yeah. good for the digestive system. So parents, system. if your kid's eating rock, overreact. Yeah, yeah, that's, right? that, yeah that's, I think that's the lesson here. Okay, if your cool. child is eating rocks, don't let them eat rocks Damn, anymore. Sometimes stuff come up with between me and you that I my just My son don't. was eating sand. We went to the beach and he would just sit there and eat sand. Your son's weird. He is weird, but he's great. He's great. <laughs> he's great. I see the videos. Shout to Quincy. That's weird, though. Quincy eats rocks and sand. It was a long time ago, man. He was like one. He's a baby. Okay. Well, that's bad parent. You just call me a bad parent. Yeah. When you, if you call me a eat, bad parent, if your kid at one is eating rocks, that means he's not being monitored. Because I know damn well you and your wife didn't sit you know, he's there. Not and doing, watch I'm sorry. Him eat he's rocks. not eating rocks. He's putting rocks in his mouth, and then we come and take oh, him out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he's That's not different. swallowing the rocks. Okay. All right. Because I'm glad we covered. Based we on covered what we this. were talking about, I'm thinking I'm y'all we swallowing this. rocks. I'm glad we covered okay. this. <laughs> okay. Big Ben. It's been in the news a lot lately. He's been opening his mouth and discussing. A.B. leaving and his leadership, and yep. he did it again yesterday. Let's listen to Ben Roethlisberger. I lacked in leadership because that's my job as the leader of this team is to get us to the playoffs. So I'm going to need to focus and refocus my energy and time on how can I be a better leader to get us back to the playoffs. Lacked in leadership, Marcus Spears. Well, it's beyond. Look, the, so, get, your, get your thoughts together. I know, you're, I know you're emotional about this. So yesterday I called Ben a liar. Right, mm-hmm. and it was pertaining to the situation with him and AB, and him claiming he didn't know AB had a problem with him. All right, to me, it's being self unaware. Yes, Cole. Here's the deal: when you, if if you and I are doing a show together, right, like mm-hmm. we're doing right now, mm-hmm. and we're partners, and I go out and say, Jacoby needs to read better. He needs to get us in and out of breaks better publicly. Yeah. Right, all true. And, by the way, yeah. Though, yeah, chill. So the next day, you say, dog, what was up? What was that about? And we say, hug, hug it out. We cool. I've broken trust. Mm-hmm. You don't get trust back with a hug and assuming things are cool. Nope. Now, everything that transpired after that should have let you know you and AB wasn't cool. Of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's like you don't, maybe so, don't, maybe doesn't need to look you in the face so and say it, but you know it. But you know it. You know what's funny? If like, if we're talking about the route running, this is what this is all about. Do you remember that play? Do you remember the, the play? D lineman picked it off. Yeah, he threw it to a right. D lineman. It doesn't matter what the route was. So, so yesterday after the show, somebody from Ben's camp called me. Oh, oh, the phone rang? The, the phone Pittsburgh rang. area code? Right. So, hit me up and said, listen, what Ben was alluding to, was the fact that he should have went to Juju because he had the one-on-one coverage and A.B. was running the route where two guys were dropping back. I don't... Listen, Cole. Whatever. Right? I got to take people word for what it is. Sure. Here's what I had to explain. Dude, I'm not a reporter. I form an opinion about things that I'm watching and also when you hear him say. And when I hear him say that, right? Nobody in America that's smart didn't think Ben wasn't calling A.B. out. He was. Right? He no. was. 
and he called James Washington out a rookie. So from being side, the person that I talked to, unnamed, mm-hmm. said he was trying to get James Washington, who was a rookie at the time, to know that we needed him. We wanted him to play better. I need you to be a part. That ain't the way you do you can it. Just say that. That, that. Just say that then. Say that to him. Yeah. Is my point. So there are rule breakers, right? In any setting when you're dealing in a team oriented environment, I don't call you out in public because this in house, mm-hmm. right? And I don't defend it when somebody asks me about it and then come back months later and say, I might have went overboard. It's also, it's easy to say when AB is no longer on the it's team. Easy it's to easy to say. Now, that, now it's so easy for him to say, Oh, I, I tried to reach out and apologize. Right, My right. leadership wasn't there. It's like, where was all this when it right. could have helped? So here's the thing. When Ben said he, they, they were cool and everything was fine. That's what I was alluding to by saying he's lying, right? Because I don't, I've never known a situation to work out that way. Mm-hmm. Where you call your teammate out in public and then it's and cool. It's all fixed. Like yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good. We, yeah, we yeah, hugged yeah. and talked and it's all good. So that's the place I was coming from. But I have a responsibility to say what their side is. So Ben took it as a misunderstanding, right? Didn't think it was real beef, but he found out about it. Now let's fast forward to, to these recent days and him talking in the interview, right? So the lack of leadership part, he's talking about them not making the playoffs. And I'm like, no, Ben, that's not what people are talking about. People are talking about the leadership with the players, yes. with the guys that are on your team, not getting to the playoffs. Yeah. Being a great leader doesn't mean you're going to win games. No. We've had great There's leaders great that leaders team that, suck. Yeah, exactly. Right? But but that it's the, bad it's the rapport that you build with the guys that are in the locker room, especially in your position. It's the ability to talk to them, the ability not to think that, not for them not to think you're going to put them on blast if they mess something up during the game. That's the leadership we allude to, not getting back to the playoffs. Playoffs. There's no question that Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers. No question. League. No question about it. But question for you is, in your opinion, yeah. do you think Ben Roethlisberger is happy that Antonio Brown is no longer on his team? No. Both of them made each other, right? So we can we can overblow this and say, well, they got Juju and Juju has shown mm-hmm. promise and he was the team MVP. Yes. AB did it for eight years, bro. Yeah. Like this, this ain't after after this amount of time, this ain't no fluke. You want the best to ever do it. Right, so you lose that production, and I understand what happened. AB, first of all, this ain't absolving AB of his foolishness. No, this conversation we have, yeah, because he yes. did some things that are cardinal rule breakers too. Of course, as far as a teammate goes. But with that being said, in this particular incident, and the question you just asked me, hell no, you don't want to lose one of the best receivers of all time. That that honestly helped you become who you are. As well, and vice versa. Ben helped AB become who he is. Of course. So no, is everything's not fine now? How they look? This is a big season for Ben and Pittsburgh. You just got rid of mm-hmm. your two best offensive players. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Marcus, I watch you on Get Up. Yep. Watch you on First Take. Media star on the rise. You said something on Get Up. I need to address. Let's do it. You said Game of Thrones was the greatest show of all time. Yeah. You believe it? Yeah. You really I've believe seen The Wire. Better than The Wire? Yeah. Better than Cheers? Maybe I'm a creature of the hat. Uh, better than Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN2? It's not better than Jalen and Jacoby. There you go. Second, but we best, about second best TV genres. show of all time. We talk about two different Second genres. best television show of all time. Okay, second best. Second best television right, show of all time. I'll go with that. Were you happy with the ending? No. See, I'm happy with it. I'm fine with it. No, I'm not. I'm like the only person on the planet. It's like, yeah, cool. No big deal. I'm good with it. There's so many people that worked hard to end up being on Iron Throne other than Spoiler alert. 
if you haven't seen the episode, if you seen it, yeah, then you don't care. Yeah, you don't care. Then you like, don't care. It enough. ain't your favorite show. If you, then you don't care enough. if you hadn't seen the ending. It, well, for me, it's just so easy to nitpick, right? It's so easy to say this was wrong, this was wrong, this is wrong. So I like to celebrate it. That, right. that shot of Danny with the dragon behind her, Fire. when the wings fly, and then she goes and addresses everybody and yells at everybody. And the way that John killed Danny, that scene in the middle of a kiss, is skirt, skirt. So we talking about stab. the difference of we talking about the the whole thing, the whole thing. Okay, I loved it so much. I, I like the ride. The, I like the I like majority of the ending, mm-hmm. the last show. I like the majority of it. I like the part all the way up to Danny getting stabbed. Yeah, I don't like Brand being named. The, the no, I mean that part. I mean that wasn't my favorite. Well, well, but that's what we were waiting on. I we were guess, waiting to see who would be on the really Iron Throne. But does it really matter who ends up in the Iron Throne if there's no episode after that? Does it really matter? How's it change your experience? It doesn't change your experience. But what you've done is you've built the relationships with these characters, and you're rooting for one of them, right? Rooting for I don't him. think anybody was rooting for Bran. Who you like, rooting for? I was rooting for Jon Snow. See, I was rooting for Danny. I want John and Danny to be no, together. I didn't, I, after, I was Danny, Danny. after Danny did it with the dragons, I didn't. She made a good I point. Was, she was like, look, you know what? We got to break some eggs to make an omelet. All for generations to come, no, we're going to be good. We no. got to break, you know, we got to break a little, she turned little eggs into to make what, an omelet. She turned into everything she said she wasn't. She turned into everything she said she was. She burned kids in the street, bro. Hey, you know what? No, hey, no, hey, you know what? It's not, it's nothing after that, Cole. It's Cersei was doing the same thing, right? The woman that you were trying to defy and defeat. You turned into that. I know, but I like her. You like her. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. Mother of Dragons. Yeah, I like Sansa. Jane. Sansa to me was the best female character. I like, but and Arya. Arya is my favorite. But Arya, was Arya a, makes was me a cry for some reason. Every time she does something, I just I feel like I'm crying. I don't actually cry, well, but I just, just feel she just, just makes legit. me emotional. She, she makes me legit. emotional. She was the little engine that could. Really appreciate you coming on the show, Marcus. Ed, Reggie sometimes I feel like edits out all the Game of Thrones talk. Yep. Reggie, you I edit feel like it. he does that. Reggie, if you edit this out, yeah. you already know. Oh, we got. Out. So you were the one who originally called me out for not showering after a basketball game. Yeah, no I doubt. I just want to tell you something. Reggie does not wash his legs in the shower. Oh, Reg. He takes a shower and he says that the soap just dribbles down. He doesn't wash his You legs. don't scrub your legs? He does, or his feet. That's dumb. Yeah. What? Just like you. Not taking a shower after that. That's I dumb. I took a shower this morning because I knew you were going to be on the show. But I'm saying when you said it, that was dumb. Reggie not washing his legs is dumb. Don't I mean that's dumb. Oh, yep. You can use a wipe what? and don't even get in the shower. Oh, Let the wipe juice run down your leg. Jalen Rose is back tomorrow. Why is that, Harris? We're, we're not done. We're not done. I love them. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. <laughs>